Hello and welcome back to my podcast. This is episode number two. Um, I have recorded the first episode three days ago. So today is now Thursday the 12th of January. Recorded the last episode on Monday. I have not uploaded it. I have not um, proper properly looked through how to do it. So... Obviously, I have no way of knowing whether or not it was any good or not. Um, but this, but after this episode, I am going to look at where I can get it up, get it out, without having to go through loads of rubbish and it not doing, not getting out anywhere. Um, so hopefully this does get heard. Um, I keep saying um. I need to stop. Now once this, once I get recordings up and it can then be out there. I I, I won't lie. On the last episode, I said I don't care how many people listen or whatever, whether it's one or two or a hundred or whatever. But part of me does want a lot of people to listen, not because, oh, I want the views or like, you know, the listens and the numbers or whatever, but I just want people to listen to what I have to say. Because if I'm honest, right now, I don't think anyone really understands my position that well. Um... First off, I did want to start off on that note. Um, so my I go to college. I'm eighteen. Harrison Parish. This is. Um, and I th- I think I might have said I go to college in my last episode. Not sure, but. I went and I walked into my first class and literally at the start of the class sat down my mate came in and um he said that he wasn't sure whether or not I was going to be in today because for like the past couple of months I've just not been going in half the time um and I said well I, you, you know I I just sort of said I what well, I was actually close to not coming in um and then it, so, so I, I said something about dropping out, that I wanted to drop out. And then the person sat, uh, the person sat to the left of him, which, because we were facing each other, was like behind him, sort of then like came in and said, you want to drop out? And I was like, yeah. And then like other people started getting involved and they were all sort of going off at me for wanting to drop out. And they like... I I don't want to I don't want to seem um delusional in thinking oh education is a waste of everything and anything because it's not really um there is still stuff that education is there for but my view of education and how I'm experiencing it myself is not what I want to be doing um so when I 
So when he turned to me and said things like, uh, what did he say? Like, oh, it's, um, you're not going to get anywhere without a qualification. Oh, you might as well finish the last five, six months and get the certificate or whatever. But I turned around and said, but that isn't necessarily going to get me anywhere. And in my view, it's true, because especially nowadays, a lot of places want experience or or like the, 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 the things I want to go into. You know, I'll look at these careers and it will say, oh, you must have a degree or a, a PhD or something along those lines of a cert- this certain area to then be able to go into the job and obviously like various other things as well more sort of personal but obviously to go to uni you have to do college first and then go into uni but I don't want to go to uni um I think it's a very easy trap to get into because it ends up leading you further down a path of going to work a nine-to-five or you know it could still be a nine-to-five job or along those lines that you enjoy but I think going to uni can easily blur your vision on what you want to do and you might get through it, come out the other end and because you're still just going at it, you're, you know, you've went straight from college to uni um, and then go straight to a job and then you sort of find out that, oh, this isn't really that enjoyable. And then, but then because you've invested so much time in going to uni which costs money you've then got to work to be able to pay it off so you don't really have any choice but to continue with your job and because you're so fed up and depressed with the job and whatnot you just then get stuck in it and then you never escape and you're there for years and years or in that area for years and years never really go anywhere in life and then dying at like 80 or whatever thinking I wish I'd done something else and I don't think like right now I I know for a fact when I'm laying there in my deathbed I will not be thinking oh I wish I went to uni I don't think anyone who doesn't go to uni would think that so the fact that they want to they think I'm stupid or ridiculous for wanting to drop out um and I think one of them said something about oh you um you're being a part of the matrix and the system and stuff but in my mind no that's what I'm trying to escape I'm trying to get out of it I don't want to be um going through education to then get a number to go to a job where I work and get paid you know not very good money or you know enough just to keep a roof over my head and feed me and family or whatever um and then be doing all this hard work so then some rich person is sat there you know flying around on jets and you know gets to have all this money and this freedom whilst i'm there you know if i'm late to the if i'm late to work I'm going to get fined if I 
keep not turning up to work, I'll get fired. Um, if I don't follow their rules and their policies and their whatever, I'll get fired, I'll get fined, I'll get in trouble, I'll get punishment. But I don't want to be living under someone else's world. I understand there's a certain line of like rules and policies and things, and that's fine with me, but I don't want everything to literally be controlled down to the minor details by someone else. So... Now, obviously, from my point of view, me dropping out of college and and that, the way that I see it through my eyes, I see it as a very good and smart move. But obviously, anyone and everyone who I say this to, they don't really agree. But then, these are the people that, I mean, some of them are obviously in my class. So they're just sat there in the same classes as me, doing the same stuff as me. And then other people outside of that will be like my parents and I, I don't know, parents, friends. And obviously my parents will be saying that they don't want me to quit or drop out or anything because the way that I, the, the way that they see it is that I'll drop out end up working a nine-to-five job that I don't like, working in, like, a shop or whatever on ship pay and uh, stacking shelves and not really going anywhere in life. But the time that I'd spend outside of college, you know, let's say I quit today and I didn't go back uh, next week forever... From now until June or May, July, whatever time it is that everyone else in my year gets out, I will have a six-month advantage on anyone who wants to, I guess, become rich or, you know, do something great or something massive because I'm sat here not really with anything that exciting you know I, I've I'm, I'm 18 I've got a mate who's 17 um he he's driving he's got his car he's got his driving license he's got everything like you know he's got that sorted me I haven't even stepped in the driver's seat yet to for some practice and now I the I will blame myself in say in in the reason why I haven't got um, a driver's license because ultimately I have said oh I want to get my I'd rather like learn from my parents and be taught by them and I've not gone up to them and said oh can we do some driving can you teach me how to drive and actually said right you know on this day can you do it or oh when are you when are you two next free for one of you to be able to take me out and teach me how to drive so yeah a lot of it to blame for the fact that I haven't been driving is me but with driving there comes a huge cost you know I've got to buy a car I've got to pay for fuel I've got to pay for tax I've got to pay for 
insurance on the vehicle. And if I did lessons, like actual driver lessons you have to pay for, then I'll have to pay for them. Although I mostly want to stay away from that just because I don't... It, it Because it's... The way that I see it is it's easy for them to extend the period of time that you need to learn from them. Because for them, they see me as, you know, money. I If I don't get everything done quickly... Then it means I have to keep going back, which means they get more money. So, you know, if I spent, if I paid for three two hour lessons, let's say, and they got, they they were like, oh, you're ready to start, you, you do, do a driving test, then from the company's point of view, there's something wrong there because I've only paid for six hours worth of driving. They could have, if they had been able to drag it out a bit longer um, I've had to pay for 12 hours or 18 hours or 15 or whatever and they would have obviously got paid a lot more for that so yeah I don't really want to do driving in terms of uh, learning uh, driving lessons because I don't really see any point in it especially when uh, well, I do see a point in it, but I think it would be, it would be over costly than it needs to be, especially when both my parents have got a car. One of them's automatic, one of them's manual, um, and they both have been driving for, I want to say at least twenty years, possibly, and only one of my parents has actually had any sort of like trouble when driving. And I think it was only like once or twice um, in her whole life. And that was it. So. Excuse me. So yeah, my parents know how to drive. Um, So they can easily teach me. Just the only problem is. Going from learning to drive with my parents to then doing a driving test. The way that the driving instructor or um, invigilator, whatever you want to call them. The way that they will be looking at it is obviously a lot more strict than what my parents would be looking at it. Because to my parents, they're probably more thinking like, you know, I don't damage the car or don't, uh, yeah, don't crash or... You know, things like that, whereas, whereas the uh, the driving instructor who is, like, you know, marking me or whatever, they'll be looking at, you know, they'll have a list and they'll have all these little minor things and major things to look out for. And they'll be telling me, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, you know, go this way, go that way and whatever. So they'll be, uh, they'll be a lot, it'll be a lot more stricter and, and intense driving in terms of concentration because I've got to make sure that not only am I you know obviously not going to crash or not do anything stupid but I've then also got to conform to the criteria to then pass my driving test so yeah this that this whole driving test and college thing it's just a bit of a bit of a rubbish situation 
because I know for a fact if I dropped out of college right now I'd be able to work you know at least like say 30 hours a week maybe do like 24 it depends how you know maybe I'd say do 24 but do a bit extra if I can every so often excuse me um but yeah so I've lost my train of thought now that's it so yeah I could work more hours which means obviously bringing in more money and that money can go towards investing in uh assets or you know working on on like a project or whatever like a business or something to make me money um or like learning skills that are valuable skills that will get me money in a future more money than a qualification at college could ever get me and i can then also put time aside to learning to drive and well first of all obviously getting the money to pay for fuel tax insurance a car because obviously i hope um if my parents did hear this miraculously um they wouldn't mind me saying this but they don't have the most money plus there's a lot of children to look after so they can't just spend all their money on me getting me a car getting tax getting insurance and stuff like that they have more a lot more responsibility than say for example my friend's parent who parents who and he's driving at 17 you know they're um i think they're um uh, he's got he's got wealthy wealthy parents so and he's not got like loads of siblings so for him it's it's obviously a lot easier for him to say oh can i you know start learning can i get a car and then and you know he 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 got it all and that's nothing against him or his family or whatever you know everyone's born into different situations and you just got to make the best of it if if he was in that situation and he didn't start learning to drive or didn't want a car then in a way it'd probably be quite stupid of him because you know the the money and the time was there so take advantage of it use it it's it's there for you whereas for me obviously i and you know i'm not not um annoyed at my situation because you know not everything can be perfect you can't choose everything can't have everything you want in life so i'm fine that I I can't necessarily just go to my parents and say, yeah, can I have a car? Can I start driving? You know, it is what it is. Um, but on this recording, there was another another topic I wanted to discuss, or another another point I wanted to make, and it's about it's um. it does still link to like my sort of like age of my generation but 
social media and phones are just destroying everything I see. It's literally running the world. So I go so on the way to and from college I take the bus well I take two buses, but one of them goes from well one of them goes quite a far distance so there's quite a few people that get on and off and because there's a lot of people that get on it to go to the college that I go to um a lot of the people are only my age or you know a year younger year older whatever so I see a lot of people and this is mainly Tuesday afternoon coming home from college got on a bus and it started to get quite packed. Well, it was packed when we drove, when we went past and stopped at this, this school, which has a sixth form. And so there were some kids getting on a bus, you know, in a school uniform. So they must have been secondary school. I'm guessing anyway, I don't know if they have a primary school um, sort of age group, but there were at least like secondary school aged kids getting on a bus. And then my age, uh, kids in a in sixth form level getting on a bus as well and a lot of them were just like you know a lot of them were just on their phones I mean I was sat there um, with my headphones in listening to a podcast but some of these people were headphones in both hands on their phone their thumbs on their phone, scrolling, texting, and all this kind of stuff. And I just sort of looked at, just just looking around and stuff, and it's like, how are we supposed to, you know, how is someone like me, or how are people my age who are fine, or, you know, are happy to talk to people, or, you know, even those who suffer with anxiety and you know, they're not the greatest with people, because, I mean, I certainly wasn't, and I certainly think I'm, I can still be a bit awkward with people, but how are, how are our generations supposed to, supposed to socialise, not only within ourselves and our, like, ages, but younger people and older people and old people, when... They're glued to their phone screens from the minute they leave the house until they get to college or work or whatever. And then they'll talk to people there and then they're back on the bus and they're on their phones again. And even if they're at work or college, you know, I, in my class, people go on their phones. Um, and it's like, how does anyone how is anyone going to build their confidence in talking to people if everything is on their phone like i th- i think my generation would massively suffer or would massively find it a lot harder to start uh talking to people or socializing if it came down to 
phones being non-existent and internet all of us like imagine there was i don't know some sort of freak internet dropout around the world or you know at least just in england let's say or the uk um for a week or two weeks or like a month or a year most people you know they're they're just end up wanting to like i don't know like stay at home and rather than going to their friend's house and asking oh do you want to do you want to go out somewhere i mean i can understand if it's like a four-hour journey whatever but they would rather just sit at home and do nothing or like you know if, if they get on a bus they would be really awkward wanting to talk to anyone and you can just like sometimes i look at the people getting on and when they're having to sit next to someone because there's no free seats and the way that they just sort of awkwardly sit there phone you know they bring their phone up to their chest and just zone into it and zone out of the outside world and I don't, I don't know maybe maybe if, maybe i'm being a bit overreactive or something but i just think it's it's it doesn't help anyone's situation in a lot of ways because those people with anxiety they're never gonna overcome their fear of going up to someone and saying hi and you know people who who are quite lonely or you know don't know how to make friends or start talking to people how are they going to want to approach someone if they're not you know if they're always on their phone and for relationships how you know how is anyone supposed to see someone on you know they they see someone walking down the street or see someone on the bus and they keep seeing them and they're like oh this person dresses nicely or you know they like something about them and you think oh i want to talk to this person and then but they're sat there on their phone and then you sort of think well they're probably talking to loads of other people why would they want to talk to me or or you know it it sort of then i think it would like force force both people to i mean first of all it would force the person approaching it approaching the other person to probably not approach them in the first place but even if they did the post the person being approached i feel like woods or i'd imagine woods try and escape it or you know feel like oh this is really weird this is really odd because you know if if they were to meet someone new, chances are it'd probably be someone who followed them on Instagram or added them on Snapchat for by quick ad or, you know, saw their TikToks and started liking their TikToks and commenting on their TikToks. So they're not used to seeing someone person to person with nothing in between. Because nowadays it's like, you know, you can... And this is what makes there be so much hate online is because you, you're sat behind a screen messaging someone and you just see a picture and you don't see a person because you see the you, you just see a picture and 
you say you you like it or you hate it or you know you you build an opinion or a judgment of that photo and you then don't always necessarily see a person like if i'm honest if i was scrolling through instagram and i saw this girl pop up on my feed or whatever or on tiktok and i thought oh she's you know good looking or whatever i could guarantee you that if i was to say to her oh you're i don't know you're beautiful you're gorgeous or I don't know, you have nice hair or nice eyes, whatever, and then that was it, and then meet them in person, I, obviously that's a bit of a weird situation and weird thing, but let's say you went along with that, I can guarantee you, like, my point is that you'll get, you'll get to them, you'll meet them, and you'll sort of see someone completely different because that TikTok or that Instagram post or that picture of them or that video of them, you are only seeing, for for most people, it's an acted version of someone they're trying to be to get other people's validations and um, get their get their ego boosted in there, you know, feel good because they're getting all these nice comments and, and things, but you meet them in person and then you're actually talking to a human being and they're not acting because, I mean, they might, I mean, it's it's a lot easier to act in a video or photo because you can have many takes, you can keep taking photos and videos until you get the perfect one, whereas you see someone in person, you are going to portray yourself how you choose to portray yourself. And different people, depending on what they what they go through and how they feel, will portray themselves in completely different ways. There might be one person who is very anxious or, yeah, yeah, who's very anxious, doesn't really talk to people, doesn't really know how to approach people, doesn't really like being approached, they're going to be very closed off. And it's it's a lot harder to, to, see, to see someone who you like a photo of or a video of, and you know, they're putting themselves out there and then you go and meet them and they say that they're anxious and they don't like speaking to people and all this stuff. And you're like, that sounds like two completely different people. If you're anxious and you don't like talking to people on that, but you've got the confidence to post something on social media, then I I, I would, in my opinion, I feel like there's something wrong there because why, why are validations or comments or likes on a post better or more favorable than speaking to someone in person because you speak to someone person to person you you're more likely to get their raw self because just when you when you're talking to someone person to person you're more you whereas behind the screen it's very easy to 
you know, you'll get a text message. You'll be able to read the text message without them knowing that you've read it. And you'll be able to, you, you could take as long as you want to come up with a response. You could take five minutes. Whereas person to person, it's a lot more quick and snappy. And, you know, if they ask you a question, you can't just stand there think for five minutes because they're going to start thinking, uh, where's your answer? And, you know, I haven't got time to be standing here for five minutes every question I ask, I ask you. It's going to get boring. It's going to get annoying. So I think it's... Me personally, I feel like it's 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 very sad and annoying to see because we just we we're just seeing acted versions of people online. I don't see any real people anymore. It's it's all you know, like like I hopefully she doesn't listen to this um well doesn't really matter she might not even know that i'm talking about her but there there was a girl i was friends with and when when she'd like like even personally like when she makes like a instagram post for example the way i saw her in an instagram post is completely different to how i saw her in person because her in person was it was her whereas you look at instagram and that's just a photo of her you know after she's done her done her makeup or you know and like done her hair and chosen outfit and made sure oh all this is good and then gone to a location to then get like loads of photos and pick the perfect one whereas you know, if I went to her in person, you know, she might not have spent an hour getting ready. She might have only just, I don't know, had a shower, chucked on some random clothes. That was it. And that version of someone, I think, is a lot more, it's a lot better and more natural, more special than the than a post or the, the, the picture of someone, in my opinion. Especially when it comes to um, especially when it comes to oh God don't spill that when it comes to actually like getting to know them on a deep level or you know wanting to know more about them, seeing a photo of someone. It's very easy to to think one thing of them and think, oh, they're really confident. And, you know, they're they're saying like, you know, they're getting all these nice comments and stuff. And they're they're like, oh, thank you. I'm like, this is amazing. And and then you meet them in real life and they're like a, a, a different person. And like I said, like a, an actual person is a lot more special and real than just a photo. And I guess the one, the, the, the last thing I want to sort of leave you with is,
do you think social media or you know phones and devices are really damaging the younger generation it is especially if you're someone who's older and you've got children or you know you you see you see teenagers and children walking around on their phones and stuff you know do do people really understand the the damage and the depth of of the severity of this problem and does anyone think that there's really gonna be a good future for this generation because I think the way that I see it there's a lot of a lot of downward trends from um from social media and phones and stuff like one for example is divorce rates have been going the uh, marriage rates have been going down and down and down and now i think right now in the world there's a lot of like these there's like the feminism and the lgbtq plus community and um things like that that have changed the dynamics of relationships and marriage and there's also this i think another thing that comes with social media is there's a lot more of this hookup culture where people are down to have like a one-night stand or just be like friends with benefits for a bit and then move on and no one really wants to commit to one person because they get so much validation and and stuff from a majority of people and they don't want to lose that so because you know if if they're having if they had a one-night stand with 10 different people and they all loved it and it was like there were 10 great nights to them that's a short-term thing that they'll they'll be able to feel like oh this is amazing I feel so great about myself but then the majority of the time they're not going to be they're not going to have that person who's close to them so then they end up going back into the hookup culture and wanting to just have these quick things quick fixes rather than trying to build something long term so I think it, it it's it's damaging relationships and friendships and it it does make it in a way easier to meet new people but you don't I don't think many people actually get to meet and get to know people for who they actually really are in person so I I think it's quite scary in a way and kind of sad and makes me think like you know I I don't have a relationship I'm nowhere near a relationship um I don't I don't have like a massive friend group um I have a few friends and that but yeah I mean one of my friends is trying to get me into like dating and like talking to girls and stuff and 
I'm trying it because I can't just sit here and do nothing and then also complain or, you know, feel like crap because I'm not in a relationship or anything. I've not tried it, so why not give it a try and see whatever happens, happens. But I think I think it's, it's, it's difficult and I, I don't like the situation. I wish I was able to talk to someone and it be and it feel like it was easy it's easy to talk to someone not in a way like oh it's easy like oh I can get whoever I want but as in easy as in it doesn't feel stressful like I have to follow some sort of script or some sort of know-how I can just be myself and say what say whatever I want you know ask questions about them to get to know them without that being seemed as boring when if I don't know someone I can't start talking to them because I don't know what to say to them because I don't want to be talking about myself all the time otherwise it just becomes crap so yeah I think that's what I'm going to leave you with what do you think about social media and its impact on the generation of people I'd say aged aged anywhere like below 25 for example like you know younger people 18 like teenagers and kids so yeah thank you for thank you for listening i think these podcasts or these recordings are very i quite like to get things off my chest and Especially right now when I don't really feel like I'm understood much. I think this is going to help me to be able to get things out and not have it all bottle up in my mind. So, thank you for listening. hope that you will listen to any, any other podcasts I make in the future. And this has been, this has been great and I shall see you or talk to you very soon. Goodbye.